Thanks for joining us today to hear our latest Hope Central podcast. We trust this message will help you know more about Jesus and inspire you to be more like Him. I just had to work out how to cross paths with Matt on those narrow stairs. Oh, wasn't that a great communion? Yeah, let's do that. How do I do that? <laughs> Let there be light. Awesome. Now, I'm one of these people that get caught between glasses and is actually wanting to see you, so we'll see how we go. I'm like, maybe it should have been. Well, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I'd love to pray, actually, just off the, the back of what Jodie shared there, because I, I often joke that I really feel like a clay pot, but that's okay. <laughs> so let's pray. Lord, I just pray that you will see this clay pot, Lord, that, that you will take this clay pot and feel free to fill it with your spirit, with your words, and that every other vessel here, Lord, would be open to receive what you are wanting to pour into their hearts and lives today. We commit ourselves as our vessels to you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, clay pot, let's go. <laughs> So we're talking about cultivating beauty through this whole year. What a great topic that God laid upon the heart of Pastor Joe. And today I've got the topic of what makes your jaw drop. Now, lots of the devotions obviously were about natural things, but maybe you also go into a car show, see a gorgeous car that goes zero to 60 in I don't know how many seconds. Maybe you also see a breathtaking piece of clothing um, on a runway. It doesn't have to be. So, yeah, they just realised that I forgot to use my clicker. <laughs> uh, but so often it is actually nature, isn't it, that we're drawn to beauty as people, aren't we? Beauty in design, beauty in nature, beauty in people. But it is those natural things that so often grab us. Um, I think about when we go on holidays, where do we go? Where do we go? We go camping, out in nature. Isn't that right, Robbie? We go to beaches, we go up the river, we might go to the snow. We seek out beautiful places without even really thinking about it. And I think about grey nomads. Where do grey nomads like to go? Do they just like take their little camper van, find the biggest city they can, park right in the middle in the caravan park and go... Love me some cement. <laughs> no, do they? they you know, my friends travelled around Australia and they clung to the edges, really, and saw all these beautiful places that, you know, give me travel envy, I will admit. <laughs> There's one place that two of my friends have been to and I keep going, I want to go there. I can never remember the name of it. I'm like, it's up the top there somewhere and there's waterfalls and it's beautiful and that's on my bucket list. Beautiful places. And speaking of beautiful nature, have a look at this picture. So this is the Milky Way taken with a long exposure shot. Just glorious, isn't it? So I feel like beauty does us good. It brings us joy. And like, why should we bother with joy, though? Is it something that, I don't know, is it a luxury? This is in Genesis 1, and it's a chapter that we're very familiar with, I'm sure. And we see that God did a little bit of work, and then he stopped. And he looks, and he goes, that's pretty good. I like it. It's good. 
And he does that three times in that week. He stops and takes time to observe what's around him and appreciate it and reflect on it. Are we taking time to see beauty, to stop and pause and reflect on it and celebrate it and allow that joy that it brings us to come? I think we used to be a lot better, perhaps, at investigating, you know, and connecting with nature. I was thinking about, you know, when you, have you ever done this where you lay on the grass and you look up at the clouds and you go, there's an elephant. I don't know, there's Mr. Squiggle. <laughs> there's my mother-in-law. <laughs> we used to do things like that, didn't we? Stargaze. The other night I was outside at, I would, would say on some ungodly hour, but that's not actually true, but an unusual hour for me. And I looked up at the sky, and it was darker than it often is, and I thought, wow, look at that. And I reckon there was three planets all in a line, and I was like, yeah, I just forget. We forget, I think, sometimes to do those things. Even as kids, didn't we slide down green slopes? Did you roll sideways down green slopes? Climb trees? You know all about me falling out of trees? Um, So I think that we used to be better at it. And we need to take that time to stop and repose and work out how we're going to get nature back in our lives, that beauty of nature. Um, Another saying that, uh, put another way, is to stop and smell the roses in Shiki. Now, you all know how I feel about roses, so that's okay. If you've done the devotions, you'll know that. But is there any science behind this, stop and smell the roses? Well, there he is. That's right. It says, a pleasant smell like that of a rose can reduce stress and lower the heart rate. Roses. Who knew? And I put some David Austin roses there. He's a rose designer. I love his roses. The rose aroma has been shown to have antidepressant benefits as it is traditionally used to calm and uplift. Nice. There's some science behind stopping smell roses. And it says also that fragrant smells in general also lead to bursts of creativity. Now, I'm thinking not about you, but there's a lot of essential oil stuff going around the world at the moment, isn't there? I think we must be the most creative bunch on earth then, if that's true. <laughs> Well, roses might not be your thing. What about some nice greenery? Just soak that in. I can hear my husband over there. We went to this place called Bright in Victoria, and it's all mountains and pine trees, and Rad was like, it feels like home. (laughs) Have a look at that, though. I just think even looking at it, it feels like you can just feel that doing you good. Now, the colour green. The colour green is known to revitalise when someone is emotionally, physically or mentally tired. It's the most predominant colour on earth and nurtures individuals to feel well and renewed. It's not just our imagination that the green's doing us good. There is growing evidence to suggest that being in nature has positive effects on people's mental health. Studies have shown that green spaces can lower levels of stress, reduce rates of depression and anxiety, 
reduce cortisol levels and improve general well-being. There you go. All that green is actually doing us good. So they have roses and greenery that have a positive effect on us. What are we doing to seek out green? How often do we spend time with green in a green space? Sometimes that backyards are getting smaller and smaller, aren't they? Um, do we, we used to go to parks. How often do we go to a park, seek out that green, sit under a tree and let it do us good? The research suggests that's what we should be doing. So is it wider than trees and roses? Well, it, this is kind of a new kind of concept, but it says that humans have biophilia, <laughs> which means we are wired to seek connection with nature, nature and plants. Plants increase um, hormones such as endorphin in humans. The shape, colour, smell, feel and taste can uplift us when we interact with them in, in the moment, and I love this, and blossom in our memories, like that wasn't a pun intended. So I'm not suggesting you go around and taste all your garden. <laughs> that might be awful. I'm not even suggesting that kale's going to taste good. <laughs> I could go me some rocket. I don't mind rocket. But have a look even at this flower. Look at the shape. Every little individual funnel in this beautiful concentric and the colour. Absolutely incredible. You know, it reminds me of um, if you've done the devotions, so we, I'm just going to refer to a few of the devotions today, about the little boy running in the garden. And I actually saw him again yesterday. Honestly, it was the most gorgeous thing. He's running with his arms out like this so all the plants can touch his arms. And he only had a nappy on, so he's like maximum content. It was absolutely gorgeous. And he knew he wanted to be there and he knew that it just made him feel so good to be outside. Um, and I just think about, too, like, do you, are you like me? I like to feel grass under my toes. Somehow that just makes me feel like, I don't know, I'm home or, it's, I don't know, you can chill, take off those shoes. I don't know. Um, I, I think about that where it says some of those things where we feel plants. So the biophilia hypothesis is the idea that humans possess an innate tendency to seek connection with nature and other life forms. Other life forms makes me think of aliens. <laughs> but I thought to man's best friend. But doesn't that also sound like God? An innate, that God seeking in all of us. It's built within us to seek for that connection with God. So the scientists are only discovering something that God's already put in us, that is set in motion. And the question for us then is, what are we doing about this innate connection, need for innate connection for God and for creation, both natural and human? What are we doing about that? So what does natural things have to do with us and God? What is the connection there? Oh, I'm going to hold on to that one, come back to that one. Well, let's say for a minute that all flowers were white, heaven forbid. But they could still perform their job. Well, you might say they wouldn't attract bees being all white, would they? But say 
God could just make them one colour and then that would deal with the thing of, of um, insects. So they could be one colour, they could be patternless and still do their job. That could be a thing, couldn't it? God could have done that. Did God do that? No. Oh, he did this. <laughs> Amazing patterns and colours and shades and look at that swirl. I'm just thinking it's incredible. Thick and thin, small and pieces that stick off. <laughs> When you see this, you see intricate design, intentionality. What does this say to you? And I'm actually going to ask for some response here. What does this sort of thing, when God did this instead of all white, one shape, one colour, when God did stuff like this, what does it show us about God and what he's like? Creative. Yeah, creativity. Anything else? Beauty. Yeah. Anyone else? Enjoyment. Yeah. Brings us enjoyment too, and I reckon it probably brought him enjoyment making it all. I mean, like, look at the monotremes of Australia, like, and the marsupials of Australia. If you didn't enjoy making echidnas and platter pie, like, <laughs> wow. <laughs> in, in the devotion, we talked from Romans 1.20, where it says... God's, you know, invisible qualities, his divine nature can be seen from what's around us. Sorry, I've lost my, lost my little bit. Where is it? Might be up here. I don't know. I'll see if it says it on here. No, it doesn't. That's right. I was going to say from the devotion that it talked about what God is like as a result of that, that he was about the birds and the sparrows, if you remember that one, that he provides for the birds, that they don't go without, that he clothes the lilies in such splendour, the lilies of the field. And so then that shows us about God's extravagance, about that, how he provides and that we can take comfort in that, knowing that nature is showing us what God is like, that is all the things that we said and that he can be relied upon. He's faithful to look after us, to provide for our needs. He does more than enough. That's our God. I literally have lost a whole page of notes. <laughs> I'm winging it now, so that's okay. <laughs> when we talked about intricate design of the flowers, it made me think um, of Louis Giglio. Put your hand up if you've heard of Louis Giglio. Awesome. Watch some of his stuff. He's amazing. So he's a pastor who talks particularly about the intricacy and the complexity of the human body. And so one of his videos, I really encourage you to go and watch, it's called Indescribable. It was, it's a good video, honest. It's good. Um, and one of the things he talks about is DNA. And he says, if you take all the DNA out of your body and stretched end to end, and he talks about how many times that would go to the moon and back. He puts a picture of all these volumes of books and talks about how much DNA is in there. They're absolutely incredible. He talks about this thing called, oh, I can't think what it's called now, but it's um, a molecular structure in your body and it's um, in the shape of a cross. How fascinating. Absolutely wonderful. So I really encourage you to get a hold of some of his work. There's stuff on YouTube, um, but also his video, Indescribable. Absolutely incredible. All right, let's see where else I'm winging it. Oh, yes. <laughs> 
What about then, we've talked about nature and beauty in nature. What about man-made beauty? This is St. Basil's Cathedral. I've picked just a few. I could have just gone nuts. Isn't this gorgeous? Look at the colours and the shape. And, and at first I thought it was a painting until you look at the people. And then I was like, wow, even look at the people and the perspective with those. Can you see around me? Sorry, should I go over here? And it blocks your view, but there you go. Here's something someone else prepared earlier. <laughs> Look at this one. Look at that. Are we not reflecting and imitating the creativity of God when we as humans create art? There's blurring, yeah. <laughs> Rad made me blur. <laughs> Sabrina. <laughs> Look at that, though. I just think incredible, like, I don't, I don't, I'm not an artist, but they say the human body is really hard to replicate. And you can look at her legs, like, incredible. And I think about all those little bits of the dandelion, too. How do they make them all connect still to the piece? But look how much motion is in that picture. Looks incredible. Doesn't it? Hair blowing in the wind. I just, I was, I'm blown away, just like she is blown away. Isn't this beautiful? Look at the colours. Look at that. I'm just going to go back. Sorry, one, just so I make sure. No, 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 no. Yep, I was going to say, man. The skill, I was going to say, I'm like, reading my notes now, they're up there, not down here. I was going to say, yeah, you know, the skill, like you look at that statue, and I just think, when I look at that, I, th I think that points to God. Those skills, that talent can only come from God. And I just think, you know, don't they point back to God in their origin? So what brings you joy? What makes your jaw drop? And how often do you indulge in it? We feel it like sometimes it's that, don't we? Do you like to visit an art gallery? Look at beautiful structures, building structures. Watch sunsets. What brings you joy? Visiting the zoo, looking at all those animals. Look at Monato. That's incredible. What brings you joy? Also, what do you create that's beautiful? Do you write? Do you sculpt? Do you sing, carve? Take photographs, Ash takes gorgeous photographs, design things. There's that innate in us to express beauty as well is within us because we're made in God's image. What do you do that expresses beauty as well? One place you also might look for, if you're really not sure what brings you joy, is you could just look at what your Facebook reels are, what comes up. My kids pay me out and they say, are you watching another baby reel again, Mum? <laughs> okay, maybe. <laughs> Luckily they didn't see my stash of elephant ones I have. <laughs> so that might be a good place to start. You might check out your Facebook reels and think, you know, what am I watching? What just gives me a little, oh, that's nice. Lockie's watching golf. <laughs> I think that's in the blood. <laughs> Isn't this gorgeous? And what makes your jaw drop? Are you stopping and reflecting on beauty? 
like God did. How are you going to create buffer to allow for more joy in our lives? And that is from, do you remember the Safe Limits devotions where I admitted that sometimes I'm a bit busy on the road and sometimes I'm distracted on the road and go on 56 instead of 60? How many of you would find that really frustrating? <laughs> that's right. That's right. It depends on the day. I'm either like, get out of the way or da-da-da. <laughs> So this is from the devotion. Are we living to the limit or beyond of our time, energy, money and resources? Have we run our buffer dry? What are the signs in our life that we are exceeding safe limits in our life? Some questions from the devotion. And I think that one of the signs is that we've lost our joy. That we've lost our joy. We need more joy in our lives. And I think about the scripture that even says, the joy of the Lord is my strength. Why don't we feast on joy? And the thing is, though, that we need to have buffer, don't we, room for joy-giving activities in our life. How are you going to make room for regular godly joy in your life? And what is joy going to look like for you? How are you going to tune into God's beauty that is all around you? Why don't you take time this week for joy and then seek to make it a regular event? Train our eyes. Don't you reckon we need to train our eyes to see God's beauty? in that which is all around us and train ourselves to stop, reflect and appreciate it just like God did. You know, this morning when I woke up, one of the first things that came into my mind is Jesus said, I am the way, the truth and the life. And I thought, I don't understand, God, how that fits with jaw-dropping beauty, filling us with joy. I don't understand. But this is what I felt was the connection. So it's Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father but by me. And I was thinking when Candace was speaking, like Jesus is the curtain that we go through now to right into right into the presence of the Father. But Jesus is the beautiful way. Jesus is true. Beauty. Jesus is the beauty of life. And they say beauty is in the eye of the beholder. The eye or the lens that we need then is Jesus' eye. We will see beauty when we look through Jesus' eyes. Because we can have beauty without Jesus, but it'll feel empty. We need to have Jesus, his lens to see beauty. And way before this, I was supposed to call the band up. (laughs) The band can come down. Thank you. So I encourage you. 
I've given you a little starter today in your joy activities. I've just put a couple of roses. They're not my ones that smell really nice because they were all so rude and dried and fell to the ground. Because, but I have put some roses out on the front counter on your way out so you can stop and smell the... Nice, nice. Encourage you. Find joy this week. And afterwards, come. If you don't know Jesus or you need more of Jesus because Jesus is the key to beauty. Beauty by itself will be empty. But with Jesus, he is the way, the truth, and the life. He's so tied up with all things beautiful because he is beauty itself. So I encourage you, come and get more of Jesus and seek joy this week in our great Lord. Bless you.